You're listening to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganat St. Louis Acura here on ClabesOnline.com. The fun and games start after this. St. Louis Acura is celebrating 35 years with Acura, so we're giving you some unprecedented offers, like the all-new 2022 Acura MDX. Get 1.9% financing for up to 60 months and 1,000 in loyalty and conquest offers. Or get 0% financing on the redesigned 2021 TLX for up to 60 months and $2,500 in loyalty conquest offers. St. Louis Acura, committed to becoming better than ever for you. The weekend just got more entertaining. It's Weekend Joe on Claves Online, driven by Munganast St. Louis Acura. Hear from some of the big names in St. Louis and national sports every weekend. And now, here's Joe Roderick and me. I'm Andy Hanselman. Welcome on into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Alton Toyota. Another week in the books as we welcome you in to this week's show. I'm Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Andy Hanselman. Andy, how are you? Hello, Joseph. I'm well, and you? I'm doing good. Uh, you know what? The other day, you sent me a, a picture of your swollen-ass ankle. Uh, so how, uh, how how is your uh, your injury? Uh, it, it's good. What you saw there was really not swollen ass ankle dash. I just have big legs, Joe. Oh, okay. Uh, but yes, it is also swollen. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I uh, I rolled it walking into a bunker at Gateway. Okay. And uh, it just wasn't healing up fast enough. It, Why it, were you in the bunker? It's a really good question. I really wasn't in the bunker. I was on the grass around the bunker, but I had to step into the bunker to hit the shot. Ah, Okay. And so I stepped in there and I stepped into it weird or stepped out of it weird and kind of just rolled it just a little bit. I'm like, well, that hurt. Huh. And it's just been sore and sore and sore. And uh, so I went, I uh, finally went on uh, Monday and Joe, I got me an ankle wrap. Have you, uh, have you tried ice? Have, like, I'm sure you've put some ice on it, but have yeah. you gone to extreme measures? No, I have not. I have an ice pack in my fridge for injuries yeah or in the freezer i should say for injuries and um i did wrap that around it for about about four or five days straight wrapped it for 20 minutes a night okay yeah i see i've been you know i've been trying to do the ice bath once a week right now and i'll just go i'll i'll go and i'll fill the tub up with cold water and i will get a seven pound bag of ice from the gas station and i dump it in there and then i sit Andy, and if you could hear the the shriek, the Shrek, the scream, yeah, what have you, that I let out when I first sit in that tub, uh, you would think there there was uh, just something really wrong going on in the bathroom, like um, maybe a murder. I don't even know. I mean, I feel like a murder would sound better than me dipping my lower half into a bath of ice. Yeah, that doesn't sound real comfortable, Joe. No, but the thing is, is once I like sit down and the first 10, 20 seconds, just I, I get in there 
and then I grab my phone and I just start watching something or doing something in there, I'm good to go for the next 15, 20 minutes, just sitting in there and basically, I mean, completely freezing the lower half of my body. It's probably like jumping into a cold pool. Yeah, you're not moving around, though. I, right. I mean, I am so, just sitting and just not moving at all. You get used to it. You do, yeah. And I, I've been trying to do one or two of those a week. And that was so this past weekend, Andy, I was uh, down in Louisville. And, right. and you did I, say it right, Louisville. Louisville. And we, uh, you know, it, it was uh, went down there to run the uh, another half marathon. Yep. And did that. And Andy, the uh, the hotel room I stayed in did not have a tub. I, I had fully planned on doing an ice bath afterwards. No tub in the uh, in the bath in the in the bathroom there. So now, for all of my other extensive traveling that I'll be doing, I will be looking for tubs in the bathrooms of uh, these, uh, these Harry, hotels. Should have called Harry, our friend in Louisville, and asked him if you could have gone over to that nice athletic club where we had lunch that one time. I bet they would have given you a tub. I, I didn't even think of that. I did text with Harry. Oh, did uh, you know? A little bit while I was there. Yeah, he uh, he was working. He was doing Derby Festival uh, activities throughout yep. the uh, throughout the time I was there. So did not get to meet up with Harry, but did text with him a little bit and uh, had a uh, had a nice time there. Wish I would have stayed just a uh, just a little longer for the um, for the Saturday night Churchill Downs opening night that they had and we'll we'll talk oh, nice. about that in a little bit but andy that's so why i have this dilemma with the uh with the race that i ran i, I said i was going to talk about this last week mm -hmm. so the race started i think it, it was called lynn family stadium it's the uh, the soccer stadium that they have there in downtown louisville i think it was still under construction andy with last was. time you and i were down there the pitch Be beautiful field Beautiful field. I will tell you this though, St. Louis City SC, their field is going to blow this one out of the out of the water. Is it really? Yes. I don't believe Louisville SC, the Louisville soccer team. I, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, I don't believe Louisville City FC. I are they they are are they they are not MLS. So they okay. are not MLS. They play in the USL championship. Okay. Which yeah, is currently the second tier of the American soccer pyramid. So I'm looking at the, uh, at, at the Google maps, Joe. Yeah. And uh, I'm seeing the stadium and it's still under construction. It looks like a nice facility though. Oh, I mean, it, it looked to me like it was fully built. I mean, it looked, Oh no, this is probably just an old picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. So started off there, Andy, and immediately crosses the river. I mean, mile one, you were running over a bridge into the state of Indiana, right? My birth state, and you run there, down, you run back, and then you finish at Lynn Family Stadium. So, Andy, about eleven and a half, maybe, uh, maybe more miles of the thirteen point one miles was ran in the state of Indiana. Oh wow! But this was the Louisville Derby mini marathon it was I, part of the it was part of the festival right yes so i count this as kentucky right yeah okay even though less than a mile and a half of it was ran in the state of kentucky it was started in kentucky it ended in kentucky i counted as kentucky i think so because it started and ended there 
Okay. Then that's then that's how we're that's how we're counting it then. Do you want to count it as Indiana? No. I don't. Is, is there one in Indy that you want to run? There is one. I want to run the Holy Half in Notre Dame. Oh, the Holy Half. Yeah, in South Bend, Notre uh, Indiana. South Bend, Indiana, the home of Notre Dame. Okay. So I don't know when that would happen, but that is that is my one on the calendar for uh, for the for state. old Indiana, the old Hoosier state. Yeah, so that's the one that I have planned for uh, for that area when uh, when that time comes. So all right, yeah. so yeah, did uh, did that, and so I, Andy. So I don't know. I mean, I don't remember if it was like this last time you and I were there. It would have been two years ago that that we were there. Um, Andy, scooters everywhere. Yes. They have those electric scooters everywhere around town. Mm-hmm. And they uh they are the easiest thing to get around on. They're you, know, you just scan it with your phone. Right. And and you go. And that's how I got around town pretty much the entire weekend. Okay. I, I used a scooter to get my I think the, the 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 stadium was about a half mile, probably less from the hotel. Andy, at 6.30 in the morning, I walk out of my hotel. There is just a bevy of scooters sitting there waiting for me. I jumped on one, and I took the scooter up to the start line. Is uh, is it the hotel where we usually stay, Joe? No, no, no. Completely different hotel. Okay. Yeah. Stayed at a, a home a home two suites. Uh, and, uh, Hilton brand. Very nice. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So, stayed there. And there are people, Andy, that when you go to these races, there are people that I, you know what? I try to get there. I try to run it on, on under an hour 45. Like that's my goal. I'm more concerned about what I'm wearing, my, my attire, my outfits. Right. That, and how I look in pictures. I haven't sent you any of the pictures. I saw I, the pictures. No, 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 no. Andy, there were professional pictures. Oh, I saw those. You did see those. Okay. I did see those. Now they're, they're all watermarked and everything. So you can't Correct. use them, but Andy, I was posing. I was, Oh my God. I was, oh, I saw you posing. Pictures. Yeah. It's like you scoped out that photog and you knew exactly what to do. At, oh, I, I had multiple things in mind for multiple photog opportunities. Oh, did you? Yes. Like I did, I did the finger pointing. I, I did the double finger pointing. I did the two sweet, the wolf pack symbol. Yes. I mean, I, I stuck my tongue out. Like I was, oh God, I was all over the place. Yes, you were. It was, I mean, it was, it was great. Then I look at how much they cost. Oh. Not buying them. One of those deals, huh? It's, uh, it, so they ended up having like 19 pictures of me. Uh-huh. $40 to be able to get all those without the watermark. They had 19 pictures of you? 19 pictures of me. I don't know. That's not bad. <sighs> to have a professional photog on it, that's not bad. Okay. It's a, little, it's a little pricey. It's a souvenir. Souvenirs are expensive, Joe. Right. Not something I, I need. No, it's just something that you that you want to have. Right. Yeah. So didn't uh you know didn't go through with uh with that okay well i i can understand like it's like going to six flags and getting and buying that picture of you on the log flume right and you're so, like yeah no i'm i'm good i'm, I'm really I've, I've ridden the log flume plenty of times i'm, I'm exactly good. exactly so andy i uh so i i did you know so i i go up there on the scooter all the way to the start line there's people that are taking you know they're they're running their mile or two beforehand getting all nice and warmed up they're getting ready to go and here's my dumb ass just coming up on an electric scooter 
Did you get some weird looks? <laughs> I think people are just looking like, what? This guy isn't taking this seriously at all. He is not a serious runner. So how no. did, you, did you run in 145 like you wanted? 144.06, I believe, was my uh, was my time. Well, and it was, and 145 was your goal. Yeah, 145 was my goal. 142 uh, was my goal for this one. I thought I'd be able to finish this one in 142, but I I did not. It just did the I, uh, did the altitude in Kentucky and Indiana get to you? I don't. I didn't notice any altitude. Is was there an altitude I'm, in Kentucky? I'm being stupid. Oh, I didn't know. I, I, I just, I didn't know what you know. What I think one of the things, and I don't think this added too much. I didn't like in the, uh, the preview of it and like the rules or, you know, the frequently asked questions, Andy yep. it had something about it said like, you know, they will have water refill stations. They weren't going to have cups of water sitting out. Cause of the oh, COVID. Yeah. So I ran the race with my camel back on. Oh, yeah, I know you had a backpack on. Yeah, so that, that was a, if that was a usual thing to do or not. It, so that's the first time that I have done a race with a camelback on. Did you find that it hindered you at all? I, that's I don't know. That that that's one of the things I I don't like. I've went out and I've ran on a Saturday morning with that on. Right. And I, when I do that, I mean I'm not running you know race speeds when I do that. So that I'm not sure how it affected me. I do not have a good answer for uh, for that. Okay, it's understandable. So, maybe, maybe, maybe it could have added. You know what? It could have added twenty seconds. It could have added a minute. I don't know. I would imagine probably somewhere around there. Yeah. So it, it, it probably. Right. I mean, it didn't make me faster. Let me just put it that way. Well, like, no, because you're <laughs> you're carrying around a backpack. Exactly, and and it's a very tight backpack. But you are adding, you know, a little bit of weight with however much water you have in there. Right. So. Not a, oh, well. not a weight though. Just a little bit. Right. As I was driving in, though, I, I did wonder if, uh, you know, as you drive in, you see all those bridges. And Andy, it got me thinking if Louisville, because there's like six, seven bridges as you come in. Uh, I was I was yeah, wondering. There are, uh, you come in on 64 and then there's, yeah. Yeah, there's the rail bridge and then the lock and dam and then another rail bridge and then the Clark Memorial Bridge, uh, the, the I-65 bridge, the big four bridge, which is now the pedestrian bridge. Many, many bridges there in Louisville. So I uh, I had wondered if Louisville might be known as the Bridge City. I, and I thought if not, maybe that could be a, a good nickname for it. And Andy, I uh, I went and I, I looked up what the uh, what city is known as the Bridge City. And there is a city known as the Bridge City. Do you know what city is known as the Bridge City? Pittsburgh. It is not Pittsburgh. Uh, can I can I get a can I get a general vicinity of where the of where the city is? East I, Coast. I will say it's Coast. Pacific time zone. Pacific time zone. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, maybe Portland. It is Portland. Portland, Oregon. Wow. Is the bridge city? Yes. Wow. It is oh, the Rose City. And it is the Bridge City. Andy, they have 12 bridges that span across the Williamette River. I like well, bridges, Joe. I like I like bridges and dams. They're kind of my bag. Are they? You do a lot of research on those? I really do. Like, yeah. I know all the different crossings from here to New Orleans on the Mississippi. Actually, I know them a lot up north, too. Yeah, I just know it. 
Uh, so did you look up Louisville's nicknames? I did not look up Louisville's nicknames. Well, Joe, I just did. Okay. Uh, it is the. It has uh, six different nicknames. Okay. It is the city of beautiful churches. Okay, I didn't. I, there were no churches that jumped out at me, but okay. Derby City makes sense. The Fall City or Falls City. I don't understand that one, but okay. Uh, right there on the Ohio where the dam is now, there's a, there were some small falls. Okay, okay. Uh, it's the gateway to the south. Um, okay, so St. Louis, the gateway to the west. Louisville, gateway to the south. Got it, okay. Uh, River City. Yeah. And The Ville. Okay, I mean, the, yeah, I like The Ville. I like that. Yeah. All right, so there you go. Yeah, Fun that's with all of them. Uh, fun with nicknames so yeah that is uh andy the uh, the kentucky fun. derby is this, yeah the uh the, the kentucky derby andy is this weekend so it is, sure is this saturday the uh may 1st the kentucky derby i know andy you are uh you are really really big into the horse racing so if somebody is going to an otb this weekend or maybe they are heading to churchill downs this weekend Andy, who uh, who do you like in the uh, in the race? Well, the favorite in the race, Joe, is Essential Quality. And Essential Quality is uh, going to be ridden by Luis Saez, and he's trained by Brad Cox, who I'm not familiar with. I don't know that name. Uh, but Luis Saez is uh, looking for redemption after finishing first in the 2019 Derby. But Joe, uh, he was riding maximum security. However, he was disqualified. Ooh. Remember that. I don't uh, remember. I don't to, think I remember that. Due to an, an illegal move coming around, uh, coming around down the stretch, he uh, he cut another horse off. Which I guess there's there's a space in which you're able to do that, and space which you aren't able to do that. Okay. And so he is going to. Uh, so he's going to try and then earn a little redemption on essential quality going off at two to one. Uh, Burbonic, thirty to one, will be ridden by Kendrick Carmouche. And he is the first black jockey to ride in the Kentucky Derby since Kevin Krigger, Krigger in 2013. A black rider hasn't won the Derby since Jimmy Winkfield went back-to-back -back in 1901 and 1902. Joe, I like the horses that go off um, in the 12-to-1 uh, to 15-to-1 range. I find that they're always, uh, they're always pretty good. And when you, especially when you have one trained by Bob Baffert, the, uh, the famous one, look at Medina Spirit going off at 15 to 1. And Brad Cox also training Mandaloon going off at 15 to 1. Hot Rod Charlie, one of the favorites at 8 to 1, trained by Doug O'Neill and ridden by Flavian Pratt. Nice. Okay. Todd Pletcher has, uh, he's the uh, also a very a world famous uh, uh, trainer. And he has two entries this year, Dynamic 1 going off at 20 to 1, and the aforementioned Burbonic going off at 30 to 1. Oh, make that, sorry, I missed one. A third one, uh, Known Agenda going off at 6 to 1, uh, trained by Todd Pletcher, ridden by Arad Ortiz Jr. What, uh, where are you going to, uh, where are you going to head to uh, place your bets this weekend? You're going to be out of town on Saturday, aren't you? I am going to be out of town on Saturday, so I might have to do it online. Um, do, I don't know if you read the story in the papers today, Joe, but uh, Fairmont Racetrack is no longer known as Fairmont Racetrack. It's now the FanDuel Sportsbook. 
Oh, okay. So you can go there and you can place all the kind of bets that you want to place. And they're getting ready to build a casino on that property as well. Really? Yes. It's been years since I've been there. It's been a long time for me too. But that is uh, that is pretty cool that they are going to yeah. uh, going to so have they, that and hopefully they've gone through and cleaned up Fairmont Park a little bit. They've you know threw some paint on the old place and redid some of the scoreboards and so on. But it's a is a full blown sports book right there in Collinsville at at uh, the old Fairmont racetrack. That's awesome. That's a uh, there's quite gonna, a few. Uh, go celebrate the Derby over in Alton with your friend I, uh, Mac. I you know what depending on what time. Uh, I, th I think I'm going to go run over in Edwardsville Saturday morning. So depending on how I'm feeling that day, maybe I'll have you send me some picks that morning. And then I might just go hop in there to the OTB and place a bet before the uh, race. I wonder if like DraftKings is doing anything, how they do it. I have never done that on DraftKings before. Have you? No, Betty? No, no. We've, we've talked about this before. I just don't get in. I play fantasy. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll play like fantasy leagues every year, but I just, I don't get into the sports betting. Okay. Yeah. I just, it's just not, not something that I, I get myself into and probably for, probably for good cause. <laughs> it's, it's probably yeah, just not know, something I, I need it, to. Yeah. I keep it to a minimum. I, you know, I think I invested $16 in my master's games. Yeah. Uh, and I came back with 15. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy with that. Yeah. The uh, so also this week, Andy, I started no, playing. Cannot, by the way, no, you cannot bet on uh, horse racing on uh, on uh, DraftKings. Okay. So this week, I started to uh, I, I started playing um, softball. Three three different leagues, Andy. I'm in one Monday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday night. How are your knees doing so far? Knees are doing fine, Andy. This is the first time in 22 months, though, I swung a bat. Yeah, how'd that go for you? I woke up Tuesday mm -hmm. with uh, pain in places I completely forgot about. Oh, well, that happens. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I know you know you're you're pretty astute when it comes to stretching and making sure you're hydrated and right. making sure you get all those pectoral muscles worked out. <clears throat> yeah, I woke up. I woke up Tuesday morning to uh, to go work out, and I started. I get up and I start moving around, and I'm going, huh. That's a different area that hurts today. Right. And then I start assessing other places. And then I'm like, okay, that's from swinging a baseball bat. I noticed that uh, I had to clean my gutters out a few years ago, Joe. And I had, I brought a, I brought an extension ladder home and uh, from climbing up and down the ladder nine times, uh, that, that kind of hurt me the next day. Mm -hmm. And it was really scary because I didn't have a way to hold, hold the bottom of the mm -hmm. ladder for me. And my big ass leaning up against some aluminum gutters and on an aluminum uh, ladder. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. 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 I don't really like doing that. Just pay somebody to do that shit. There was a time I got stuck on the roof. Oh, no. Because I, I climbed up on the roof to go look at something that was kind of flapping around. Right. And uh, yeah, I since no one was holding the ladder, I couldn't get back down. How, uh, like, how stuck did you get? I had to, my neighbor came over and, 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 uh, let me down. If I, if I wouldn't have, I would have had to waited a couple of hours for Kelly to get home. Oh my God. Luckily I had my phone up there with me because of course, right. At least so you had something to entertain yourself. Right. And be, I could like call for help. 
that's I mean that's the more important thing yeah right hey I'm stuck on my roof can you come hold the ladder so I can get my big ass down so my neighbor came over and the dogs were out going nuts and uh Winston the little one bit the neighbor oh no right they bit his jeans jeez butthole oh hey uh tomorrow or i guess thursday night so we're recording this on wednesday this week on thursday mm -hmm. of this week andy it is the nfl draft i uh they're gonna have it in cleveland last week had on chris rose from the nfl network to talk about the nfl uh nfl draft so uh, that's on thursday night i know you're not going to be out of you're going to be out of town so you're not going to be locked in watching the uh watching the draft i'm going to check in on it i uh i'm going to see how uh, how things go, what it's like with all of those, uh, with all the people out there and everything going on. So very much looking forward to uh, to that. But coming up on the show today, no NFL draft talk. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get somebody on next week to talk about it. I, I, I am looking forward to our guests this uh, this week on the show. Because Andy, coming up uh, coming up next, I have the author Timothy Malcolm coming on who has a book coming out called moon baseball road trips andy okay moon baseball road trips the complete guide to all the ballparks with beer bites and sites nearby you talked about this guy before i am looking forward to uh to this he sent me the book as of this uh, as of this moment andy the book has not arrived oh no for i know it has not arrived i keep getting updates from ups about something which i assume it's this book that that's coming to me yep and it keeps getting pushed back it keeps getting pushed back uh, i am uh, i but uh, andy i'm gonna start i'm gonna start by asking him where he recommends around st louis to give the listeners an idea of just how um what's the um to, to how reliable he is to how uh -huh. credible he is yeah let's see if he, let's see if he's full of it or not right like, hey, fella, where should you go eat around St. Louis, around Bush Stadium? Yeah. And if he because says something, if he says something like, you know, the the, the McDonald's on Vandeventer or something like that, then I'm going to go, okay, you obviously didn't do your research. Do we want to name like any independently owned restaurants that are? No, I don't want to. I, I, I'm going to let him name places. Okay. Yeah, I don't I want am to. Going, I am going to let him name places and. Uh, uh, if if he if I've eaten there, I you know I honestly there isn't a bad place around the stadium that I've eaten. So oh, there's there's two bad places around Bush Stadium, Joe. I that that you have eaten at. Yes. Interesting. Put it in the yep. chat. I want to see what these places are that you've uh, that you've mentioned because I have not eaten at a bad place around uh, around Bush Stadium. So that's in my um. That you see, I, I I don't know. I I've never eaten there. I, the the one place that you uh you just texted me, I've never eaten there, and I thought that place was closed too. Now, so it, it will it should be okay because it's not good. So I'm going to uh I'll get his thoughts on uh, that. Then we'll just kind of go around and everywhere else because Andy, I went to the game on Sunday, Andy, and this was my plan for covering games this year. Yeah, but since I am not, uh, I've not been allowed back in the press box yet mm -hmm. this season. I'm going to do it for games I attend. Andy, I'm putting a poll question out there before every game I attend as to what concession stand food I should eat first. Well, we we decided that it should be uh, uh, either a hot dog or nachos, right? Because here here's kind of my rule of thumb. You did you see uh, did you see the poll I put up? I did, I did, and I voted okay. on it for you. Which uh, uh, which it, one did you pick? 
I, I picked hot dog because when you first get to the game, uh-huh. the rule of thumb is that you get a hot dog and a beer before you go sit down at your seat. Yeah. And you're good to go. Around the fifth inning, that's nacho time. Well, <laughs> I, I put up there, the, the choices were hot dog, nachos, chicken tenders, or an ice cream helmet. Boy, the ice, I've never had an ice cream helmet. I've never had chicken tenders at Bush Stadium. I, they were two things I knew were there. I went up and I looked at the, I looked up the ice cream options and I did see they offered ice cream and a helmet. And Andy, hey, I was ready to go get one of those at 1 p.m. on Sunday. If that would have won the poll, I was going to get it. So what'd you end up getting? Nachos won by, with 46.8% of the vote. Did you do special nachos or just regular nachos? You're damn right I did special nachos. I went right there to El what a Birdos or whatever yep. it's called. Yep. yep, that's right. And I got it loaded up with the pulled pork. Andy, they don't have the dispensers of the condiments out there anymore. So right. I couldn't go and put barbecue sauce on it. Would, would they put it on there for you? I asked them if they had barbecue sauce and they did not. Well, that it's pulled pork. Right. It needs barbecue sauce. I know. I that, that I, I I was upset with that. So the next game I go to Andy, nachos, they'll be off the list. Oh, yeah. Replace it. What? Are you gonna replace it with something else? I will. I will always put four choices up there. And right now, I mean, it'll be hot dogs. It'll be chicken tenders. It'll be the ice cream helmet. I uh, don't. You know, are bratwurst and hot dogs the same thing? I, I think I will wait for hot dogs to win before I put bratwurst on. Because I, I don't know. Do you think that'll split the vote too much? I think so. I don't think it's a good move. But uh, then maybe that gets me something like the ice cream helmet. Maybe that lets me go and enjoy the ice cream helmet then. So it's, you could get a gluten-free cheese cup. Ah, God, I really hope we don't get to that point. <laughs> I'm looking through. Uh, I'm looking through some of the menu items we have here. I uh, see there's like lots of hamburgers and cheeseburgers and stuff. Now there is a hot dog and a Nathan's hot dog. I, I have no idea what it's. Yeah. The hot dog is $7. The Nathan's is nine. They have, I believe they have loaded tots somewhere. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting down to the te- Oh, uh, hang on. We have uh cones and knockwurst. Yum. Yeah. Cones, corned beef sandwich and salad. Yum. Killer pastrami sandwich and salad. Yum. Pastrami dog, Joe. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> there's your That's nacho. the thing. I don't I don't know if there are if there are things there this year because they used to have the ultimate tater tots. Well, hang on, I'm still I'm getting down there. And so you, Joe, your doctors cost $17.75, huh? They it was it was pricey, yeah. That's a good deal. <laughs> yeah, they, they, it wasn't it wasn't cheap. I think a pretzel would go well on there on your list. Yeah. Oh, I don't see tots. I, I that's I don't know if that's because they don't have everything open right now or the, or how that's worked. I don't know if all of the concession stands are open right now. The food selection does look to be minimal compared to previous years. Okay, so it's not just yeah. So I guess is there I guess there's a schnooks inside. Bush they baby? have a lot of schnooks inside. Yes. You can get a uh, vegetarian spinach, tomato, and cheese stromboli. Yeah. A King of the Hill sandwich. I don't want to put the, I say, I don't want to put the dipping dots on there yet either. Yeah. I don't know. We got, I mean, plenty of options, plenty of options. And then, I mean, you know, as I go to other stadiums this year too, I I need to look up what their concession stands are so I could put that up. I could make polls on that. 
you know, they give you a, a big old bag of popcorn for five. Yeah. One thing we're going to have to talk about, one thing Ooh, we're going to have yeah. to figure out when I do the, because uh, I know in June I'm doing a rooftop game at Wrigley. Mm-hmm. How do I, I mean, do I put like what my first plate is or do I just kind of let that just, I just kind of go after it, huh? Do you know, do you, is there a predetermined menu? Yeah, there, there is. What's the website for that one? I, I don't, I mean, that's just Wrigley rooftops and I, I couldn't tell you which one I'm at. I don't know if they change from rooftop to rooftop, but that's something we'll have to uh, figure out coming up in June. So Timothy okay. Malcolm coming up, we'll, uh, we'll talk with him about his new book that is, uh, that is now uh, on sale May 4th. You could start pre-ordering it now and we'll tell you all about it it's, um, when we... When we got there, it's a uh, moon.com and search for Timothy Malcolm moon baseball road trips. I don't know if uh, the title here says moon baseball road trips. I don't know if that's the publisher. We'll talk with him about that. We'll, uh, we'll get it all down and find out about all of the, uh, you can explore the 30 major league cities, a variety of road trip options, uh, including Andy, the, the road trip options, Boston to DC, a loop through the Midwest, uh, how to go up and down the West Coast. I mean, there's everything here. And one thing I know, there is a website for baseball road trips, Andy, mm-hmm. where you can go on a road trip planner and you can say, and this is, a, it's baseball-roadtrip.com. And you go on here, you can pick which teams you want to see. Like say you're starting in St. Louis and you want to go to a Cardinal game a Royals game, a Rockies game, a Twins game, a Sox game, back to St. Louis. Okay. Say you want to do that. It tells you how to do it. Andy, it will tell you exactly what days you need to leave oh, to go wow. pull off these one after another. <clears throat> I, I don't, I mean, the people, like, that's the, the thing that, you know, people that create websites like this and have the ability to pull this thing off. I, it's, it really does just, I, they have minor league teams on here. The, it, it, it is so cool that they're able to do it. And I just, I just put that in too. I, I just put as, as I think is that, there you go. And now I think that just, as I'm trying to do this, Andy here on the air, I think that just got picked up over the, uh, <laughs> over this. So oh. I, I put those on there and I, I'm just, I'm going to plan the trip for this. And Andy, it says, if you leave on May 3rd, you can go to a Cardinals game on May 3rd, a Royals game on May 4th, a Rockies game on May 5th, a Twins game on May 6th, and then a White Sox game on May 11th. Wow, that's kind of neat. Right? That's kind of cool. It is. And so after uh, after you hear from Timothy Malcolm, you can uh, you can figure out how to plan road trips like uh, like this. So Hey, before you throw it to break. Yeah. Uh, I, I got the uh, Wrigley Rooftops menu here. Okay. Uh, main courses, grilled chicken breast, grilled bratwurst, hamburgers and cheeseburgers, hot dogs, veggie burgers available upon request, side dishes, Joe, rooftop nachos, potato chips, chef's pasta salad, fresh fruit, desserts, ice cream, assorted cookies and brownies. Your One of your plates should be a plate full of ice cream and cookies and brownies. 
I'll put it up on the poll when the time comes, Andy. I will make a poll with it. And because right now, the next, I mean, after, you know, the next game I'm going to outside of Bush Stadium will be at Comiskey. So I will cut, and that's three games in a row I'll be going to there in a, in a few weeks. So we will make a poll with every day, every game for that. And I will, uh, I will let the, the Twitter followers pick those coming up. Hey, this is Weekend Joe driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. Right now they're celebrating 35 years with Acura with 1.9% special financing on those beautiful 2022 MDXs as you uh, go there to 13720 Manchester and look at how great these cars look. 0% financing also on the 2021 TLXs uh, when you go to Munganass St. Louis Acura. Clayton Patterson, Jamie Burkhart, they have some amazing deals for you. Go and check it out at 13720 Manchester Road. The uh, folks at Munganass St. Louis Acura do so much here at Claves Online every day, sponsoring daily cars and sponsoring all of the Munganass road trips all year long here for uh, whatever we're doing at Weekend Joe, including <laughs> last weekend's trip to uh, Louisville and uh, in a few weeks going up to uh, Chicago on another Munganass road trip. We will take a break. Timothy Malcolm coming up. Oh, yeah, and I didn't even mention this. How, did, how the hell did I forget this? Andy, the WWE Hall of Famer, Jeff Jarrett. J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T. Jeff Jarrett is on the show today. That's right. I can't believe I did not mention that earlier on in the show. And I am so excited about it. I mean, it's right. I get I get so damn carried away with everything I have in the graphic because the graphic right there, it tells you who's coming up on the show and it says it right there. Andy, you see the picture of the thoroughbred horse racing. You right. see the mint color because of the mint juleps that are going to be drank this weekend at the Kentucky Derby. That's the theme we're going with on the graphic. And I mean, it says right there, Jeff Jarrett. So I, I figure people already know when they click on it, they go, oh, my God, he's got Jeff Jarrett on the show. It's going to so be incredible. I, I cannot wait to talk with Jeff Jarrett. Uh, I've met him once before. I, I believe once, maybe twice. But when uh, when he and I were texting to have him on this week, I was uh, they, it got all set up. He's about to start a new podcast with Conrad Thompson. Mm-hmm. And so Conrad introduced me to him via text and we're sitting there and we're talking and he, Jeff goes, Hey Joe, what's uh, what radio station you with? And I said, well, I'm actually with a website. And I said, I also used to do a podcast with road warrior animal. And he goes, what's your last name? I think I follow you on social media. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, it's Roderick. Yes, you do. <laughs> he goes, all right. And he goes, let's do it. Let's set it up. So we're, <laughs> You still have street cred in the wrestling community. I, I, you know what, what little credibility I've ever had. Yes. I have held on to that credibility in, uh, in the <laughs> world of wrestling. So that's coming up on the show as well. It's weekend Joe driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura Munganass Alton Toyota here on clavesonline.com. The Inskip law firm wants you to know that whether you need a will or trust long-term care planning for a loved one, a special needs trust, or more, that you've come to the right place with them. Maybe you don't know what you need. At the Inskip Law Firm, they explain everything that you need to know, and they answer every question. And their process is easy, straightforward, and understandable. There's no preparation necessary, and nothing to bring. 
Their services are customized to suit your unique needs and wishes, and they will work with you to uncomplicate the complicated. The Inskip Law Firm prides themselves on responsiveness and quick turnaround. You'll always know the fees up front and always receive a personalized plan that reflects your own unique needs. You can call now to set up a COVID-safe in-person or virtual consultation at 314-818-0344 or find them online at inskiplaw.com. Welcome back in to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganash St. Louis Acura here on ClavesOnline.com. You always hear us talking about the, the Munganash road trips that we have planned all throughout, whether it's for work or for fun and whatever it is that we have to do. And you know that a lot of it for me revolves around going to different ballparks, uh, different baseball games around the, uh, around the country. So I, when I saw that this book was coming out, I knew I had to have this author on. And I think we've had this plan now for about a month. And I am so excited to welcome onto the show now, Timothy Malcolm and his new book that is out right now, Moon Baseball Road Trips. Timothy, how are you doing, man? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Joe. It's a pleasure. I, you know, so I, I said this, I, I already said this in the opening of the show, uh, just to establish credibility for this, uh, for this book, uh, what are your recommendations around Bush Stadium? Well, I tell people, and I did this when I went to Bush Stadium the first time a bunch of years ago, I went to patios, got a couple beers in me, got to know some of the Cardinals fans, great time. I mean, I think every Cardinal fan probably knows patios um four hands not too far away love love great craft beer and so four hands is one of the best in st louis i think and then i also say bogart smokehouse nearby if you want to have a little coma before after the game you know that's the place to get it um one of the best smokehouses in town um and uh yeah and then mission mission if you want to go to mission taco house and get yourself taco burrito whatever like that's the place to go even there's a couple around the city like i feel like if you want a light bite or whatever before you get into the ballpark that's it and then you're already in the Soulard area, and then you you just go from there. So we've established your credibility right off the bat. We know that you know what you're talking about as far as <laughs> <laughs> so if you're gonna give recommendations like that around Bush Stadium, we know that the rest of the book for all the other ballparks that you've been to are gonna be are gonna be just as good. So where so where are you based out of? I live in Houston. So you live in Houston. How long did it so it was 26 ballparks in this book, right? All, oh yeah, all of them. All, all thirty are in the book. All thirty are in there. Okay, yeah, so all thirty. How long did that take? So I, I need to like say off the bat that I didn't get to go to all the ballparks in the time that I had to do the book. Um, the goal was to hit all the ballparks that I hadn't yet been to, and I had a bunch planned for twenty twenty. We all know what happened in twenty twenty. So you know, I, I've been to most of the ballparks. I have a couple left that I still have to get to, but the entire process of writing the book took about a year and a half or so. Wow. And I mean, you know, and, and some of those uh, over the years too, I imagine yeah. some of the changes that have happened to the areas around those ballparks and, yeah. and some of the things too, just the stuff that's popping up. So what year did you come to St. Louis? So I first came in 2011. Okay. So, so and I mean, now it's, you know, there's ballpark village that's been, yeah. that's just jumped up too and, and added all to that. But at that side, the side of the stadium that you're talking about, that's, 
I, I like to consider that my side of the stadium. That's where I park before I go to games, whether it's covering <laughs> it as media or going as fans. So I think anybody that parks, I call it the Purina side of the, uh, of, the ball, <laughs> of the ballpark. Anybody that comes in from that side knows the area that you're talking about. So, so you, you said you did this back in 2011. So when did you have this idea to kind of go and start writing a book on it? So the publisher that I actually work with, uh, it's Moon from Avalon Travel, their entire sort of the way that they do these travel books is they look for people who are experts to write about the things that they want to cover, right? So I was actually working with them a couple of years back on a book on the Appalachian Trail. I used to live in the East Coast and I would go on the Appalachian Trail a lot to hike. It's this great hiking path that goes from Maine to Georgia. I did that book. And in the process of doing that book, they were like, hey, you love baseball. We had this idea for a baseball book on road tripping all the baseball parks in America and Toronto. Would you be interested in going for it, for applying for it? And I was like, absolutely. This is like my dream. So I went for it. And, you know, a couple months later, I got the book. That's, I, that, I mean, that is so many people's dream to yeah. just go to ballparks and be able to write about everything and, and cover that. So when you first started, how did that, I mean, was, you, were you still in the Houston area or were you still in the East Coast when you started? I started, I actually started this book in Houston. So I, I was based out of Houston, which was great because a lot of the parks I hadn't been to were much more accessible for Houston. Yeah. So you're able to, to do that. So as you look at that, you start mapping it out. Where do you start or where do you, do you start going like, okay, I'm dream parks or, or things like that. How does, how does the planning for that begin? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's really about like what I can do in the time that I have, right. I had the 2019 season, then I had the 2020 season. And that was my, you know, my plan was 2020 was going to happen. Um, and I have to, you know, on weekends do this stuff because I work full time, my own job. I, you know, I have a journalism job, a regular job. So I planned a bunch of weekend trips. So it was like, all right, one weekend, I'm going to hit Phoenix, go to go to Diamondbacks game, Chase Field, fly out on a Friday night, get home on a Sunday night, right? Just like do it like after work, come back. Then I did my Seattle trip. So I did like Seattle. I even went to Portland a little bit to see if I might write about Portland. I did a trip to Oakland and San Fran on one long weekend, like a three, four day weekend. And the idea was, when can I get to these places so that I can hit as many parks as I can and stay as long as I can in these cities so I can really research and get these cities down? How different is it going in the same weekend to San Francisco, <laughs> to Oakland, <laughs> and the difference between those two stadiums? <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, it's really because I was so excited for San Francisco. Oracle Park, everybody knows it's one of the best parks in baseball. It's right there on McCovey Cove, that beautiful view. And I went there, it was like a foggy day, kind of cold, and it was like exactly what I was looking for out of McCovey Cove. This was or out of Oracle Park the exact experience. And it was great, right? Like it, it met my expectations. I loved it. The Giants won great game. And I knew going into the next day, all right, I have to go out to Oakland, have to do ring central, which is not even was the Coliseum. Now it's ring central, do this whole concrete ballpark. I grew up in Philadelphia. I was, I grew up with veteran stadium. So I knew full well what this was going to be. I'll be honest. I got there. I was like, wait, this is a lot better than I thought. 
I was blown away because the fan experience at Ring Central is actually really solid. They treat the Oakland residents pretty well as far as like you can get a cheap ticket. You can do like 15 games in a season. You can do 40 games in a season, spend very little money and come out and just like have your seating area, get your food, get your beer. There are a lot of really cool things that people can do inside the park that isn't just baseball related. Yes, it's an ugly ballpark. Nobody's going to you know deny that, but it really raised my expectations. And so it was actually... I came out of that entire weekend feeling, you know what, as much as I loved Oracle and it is one of my favorite parks now, I have a much better uh, read on ring central in Oakland than I ever thought I would. In, in 2019, I, I was trying to hit up a lot of ballparks uh, that year and got to see quite a few that I'd never been to before. And one, I, I was surprised when, cause I went to the all-star game that year in Cleveland and going to Great American Ballpark for the first time, I was shocked at the area around it, the area leading in to Great American Park. I, I feel like that's something that the casual fan doesn't really know about. The the area, the the pregame activities that can happen before before a Reds game. So I'm hoping that's something that you have covered in this book. Yeah, absolutely. When I went to Great American, I was just like you kind of blown away with that entire bar scene that's right there by the ballpark, the whole riverfront greenbelt area that they've really built up over the past couple of years. The Reds History Museum is really, really solid. I, as good, I think the Cardinals have one of the best history museums in all of baseball. The Reds Museum is right there too. It's a really great place to spend like an hour. They've really done a great job. And a lot of ballparks over the last couple of years have really done well at building experiences for fans. So when you go, you're not just going to the game, you're going to go to a little museum, you're going to go to some shops, you're going to have some food and drink, you can spend four or five hours at a ballpark, when it used to be just 15, 20 years ago, we'd be there for two and a half hours. And that's it. And then and then the next day, as we as we made our trek over to the all star game, I left Cleveland, with that field being in my top five of stadiums I've ever been to, I, I thought I was going to just some dump of a stadium that hadn't had an all-star game. It was just kind of thrown the all-star game, but being in that stadium for three different days, I I fell in love with that place. Yeah. I mean, you get some of like the mustard that they put on the hot dogs there. They have that like Cleveland special mustard, right? I don't, I didn't get any of that. I'm trying to think what I'm trying to think what I had, because what they did for media there is they gave us a credit card every day that they just kept reloading. Okay. Okay. And for the life of me, I cannot remember what I what I ordered on those days, but I know I would always go somewhere different and try to get something different all three of the days. But I no. I, I, I do the mustard doesn't ring a bell to me. <laughs> okay, well, 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 for for people listening, there is I forget what it's called. It's like the, some kind of mustard, special mustard that they put on the hot dogs in Cleveland. Anyways, that ballpark is great. I, I like you, like you know, we all grew up in an era where that ballpark opened right at the same time that Oriole Park opened in Baltimore and Oriole Park got all the fanfare, right? But Progressive, which is really the Jake, people call it the Jake. The Jake is awesome. Like it's this huge ballpark, but it still feels intimate. There's that great fan, like, like, like there's a great fan atmosphere. There's that guy out. And I don't know if you heard in left center field, John Adams, the drummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so he's the guy that's been there forever since like the 19, like 82 was, was his first year with the Indians, not even with the Indians as a fan playing a drum. So he's out there. The fans are going nuts. The bleachers are a cool scene. There's a great beer scene there. They've really built that up well. And then the bars around the ballpark are really fun. There's one like right across the street there. And then that whole like sixth street area that's like mm-hmm. right down the block from there. 
tons of little restaurants and bars, like great place to hang out after a game. Like you could really get to the ballpark around like five o'clock for a seven o'clock start and leave that entire area around 11, 1130. Yeah. I, God, I, I can't think I should have looked up the name of the, uh, the restaurant we ate at, but I know it was a pizza place and a sandwich shop. And they were one of the places that did the fries in the sandwich. Okay. okay one of those okay. I, for the life. I cannot remember, but I mean, it was, you know, it was right before the all-star game. So every place was just absolutely just madness. The, uh, the yeah. lines there and the crowds everywhere. So it yeah. was kind of just, where do you think we can get a table and, and get something to eat yeah. in, in yeah. between everything? But no, that, that just absolutely blew me away. So when you go, I mean, you know, you, you talk about the area and I, you know, just judging from what you said about Bush stadium, I, I get an idea of where you came in and where you, how you, experienced Bush Stadium so when you go to a place like I imagine most Cardinal fans listening most St. Louis people listening have been to Wrigley Field have been to a Mm -hmm. game up there when you go to an area like that how do you decide where you're going to go because no matter what side of the field you go to what area of the neighborhood you go to there's there's so many options yeah, I even write this down in the book a bunch of times for every city. There's like a whole like day planner that I give people. If this is like the day that you want to spend at the ballpark, here's how to do it hour by hour. So what I usually try to do with each ballpark is I do a lot of research in advance and then I go, okay, where are the fans going? Where's the bar? Where are the two bars around the ballpark that like the fan atmosphere is just centered on? And so with the yeah, place like Wrigley, like you're going to be in Wrigleyville, you're going to set up shop close to the park, maybe go to the Billy Goat or maybe go to the, one of the smaller bars that's probably better than the Billy Goat at this point, right? You go to one of those places, you have a couple of drinks with some Cubs fans. And then what you do, and this is what I do at every city I go to, I ask people, I just ask people who I'm talking to, Cubs fans or whatever, or the bartenders at the bars. Usually bartenders know a lot of knowledge about just where to eat and drink. And you kind of get a sense there about, okay, here's where I want to go after the game. Here's where I want to go tomorrow when I'm in the city. And so, yeah, it's really about research and it's about just like following the fans. Cause if you're going to have the best possible experience for that ballpark, you don't want to show up a half an hour before or 15 minutes before just go in the park and get some merch. You want to go a couple hours before, go to the nearby bars, do what the fans are doing. And then when you get in the park, now you have an idea about the kind of food you want. Maybe if you, there's a certain beer that you want, maybe you've already asked about where that is, or you can look at my book and I tell you where all the great beer stands are at all the parks. Like that's what you got to do. The, uh, the book is, it's about the complete guide to all the ballparks with beer bites and sites nearby. So how much, uh, when you write it, when you write in this book, how much of it is the actual game experience, the game viewing from, from being in there watching? You know, I, I spent a little bit of time on the game experience and it's mostly about how each team approaches the game experience. So whether it's, you know, the Cardinals have the, here comes the King, you know, uh, seventh inning thing. Or whether you're in Philly and it's, you know, listening to high hopes, you know, after a Phillies win, um, you know, there's that stuff that I put into it. But for the most part, you know, people, if they want to see a baseball game, are going to go sit down and watch the baseball game. And they're not going to think too much about all the game experience that's happening, you know, in between. They're really going to, if they're really interested in this book and they're interested in experiencing baseball the way that most of us want to, it's all about the food, the drink, the what do you see while you're in the park, the things that you can do before and after that are more sort of entertainment based. It gives you a full rounded experience about each park. What was the best game that you saw during all of this? Uh... Ooh, the best game that I saw. Well, the Giants game that they won just a couple of years ago, that was like one of those late comebacks. I think Brandon Belt hit like a big home run in that one. Um 
the first time I ever went to Great American, and this is 2011. So 2011, I took this giant road trip that I went across the country and saw about 12 games in 12 different parks. And in one of the play, I went to Great American, saw the Reds, and they were down most of the game. And in the eighth inning, Joey Votto, young Joey Votto, slams a two-run homer to give the Reds the lead. It was, and I had my camera on at the game at the time that Votto hit the home run. So I actually have a picture of Votto hitting the home run and the ball just coming off of the bat. One of the greatest players of our time, too. Well, did you uh, during this? Did you talk to any of the teams? Did any of the organizations help with anything? Um, I mean, you know, just helping you get material for it or anything like that. Yeah, some of the teams were really good. Some of them don't want to be bothered as much. Uh, but I'll shout out the Rays, the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, so I know through a couple of people, the guy who runs the marketing with the Rays, and he set me up real well, told me where to go, told me some of the things that are you know important to check out, didn't tell me you know one way or another, like you have to put this in the book. But he kind of gave me some pointers. And then he hooked me up with a pretty good seat with some friends, you know, late in the game. So I was able to watch the game really, really fun, uh, really fun spot near home plate. I got to tell you, Tropicana Field, I know people kind of go down on it because it's a dome, it's old, and the Rays aren't really the most sexy team to watch, right? That's a great ballpark. They do a great job of getting the fans in the experience. The Rays tank there. There's this awesome, like, make your own baseball card stand the Tops has down there where kids can go and just make their own baseball card. They have a ton of good food, a lot of good seafood, a lot of Tampa area food in that ballpark. They've done a really good job of boosting everything around that park because they know that people aren't there to see, you know, Tropicana Field, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) They're not there for it. So inside the stadiums then that you were at, I mean, we're talking food outsides. You you mentioned the mustard in Cleveland. What is the best food that you ate inside of a stadium? Oh man. The best food that I ate in a stadium. (sighs) I might need like a second on this one because there's. (laughs) I mean, you know, every year. So uh, a friend of mine, Matt Snyder for CBS every year, he writes about like the food, the concession stand food at all the stadiums for, uh, for CBS sports. And just, there are, I mean, there were some crazy dishes out there. I know back what 2019, when I was at uh, a SunTrust, I guess now it's truest park down in Atlanta, they have some big $50 sandwich, like some steak sandwich that you could get. And it's like four to six pounds of steak. And it's just, yeah, I'd like to order it just to see what that would look like. But (laughs) But there's no way I'm sitting down and I'm eating all of that. Yeah, I mean, I had, so the indulgent treat that I kind of most remember in Chase Field in Arizona is the churro dog. So this is like one of these things that it's Long John Donuts and cinnamon churro, vanilla, chocolate syrup. It's like this indulgent dessert thing that you can only have like in the seventh inning. Like it's not, you don't want to have it early because your stomach's going to go nuts most of the game. That was the most indulgent thing that I had. But man, like, so City Field in New York, I think, has maybe the best food selection overall because they really do a great job of showcasing a bunch of different cultures, a bunch of different kinds of food. And that was the first place I ever had um, uh, Shake Shack. I don't know if you have ever we had have, Shake We have Shack a Shake Shack here in St. Louis now, yeah. Okay, first time I ever had Shake Shack, I had a burger and I had a chocolate shake at City Field. And it was like, okay, I don't need any more kind of ballpark food. This is it. Like, this kind of burger is anything I want. <laughs> That is, I, I, and I see too, uh, in this book, you also, you, you have maps of how people can hit up multiple stadiums at, uh, at once. I know there, there's a website out there and we were talking about it earlier on the show. It's uh, baseball-roadtrip.com. 
which I don't, I, I, again, I mean, I don't know how this stuff works. I don't know how, <laughs> how the, the people that create these websites, how they make it happen, but you could really, you could put in, okay, I want to go see the Cardinals, the Royals, the Rockies, the twins, and it'll tell you exactly, okay, Hey, you want to go see them four days in a row? Here's the schedule. Here's who they're playing. Here's how you could go on that road trip. And you, you have the maps down from, from park to park and kind of details of how people can, uh, can get from one place to another. When you did the East coast, did you drive it or did you do the train? For the East Coast, so I did a lot of the, I mean, look, I've been to Citizens Bank Park about 50 times in my life, so I know that place like the back of my hand. So it's more like driving most of the time with the East Coast. Um, and I was based out of New York for a long time up until 18, so I did a lot of that by driving. But you could totally do it by train. I mean, if you are basing yourself out of, let's say, Boston, you fly into Boston, you could do Boston one day, you know, spend a weekend there and then take a train ride to New York. It's only about three hours, uh, four hours, I think. And then you're there. You can go see maybe two games. You know, And it really depends because I wrote this in the book as well. This is a really important thing to know when you're going to see games where there are cities with two teams. So whether it's New York or it's Chicago or L.A., be mindful that most of the time, both teams are not home at the same time. They do that for broadcast reasons so that the market is only theirs for that time or whatever. There are sometimes times where they're both there for the weekend or whatever, but most of the time you got to hit one of the places on a Saturday or Sunday and then look for when the other team is back home on a Monday. And that happens sometimes during the season, but look for those times to make those trips. Yeah. The, the Thursday, Friday ones, those yep. always, I mean, I've, I've done that before where I've done Sox game, Cubs game on Thursday and Friday. And those are uh, it just, and then to, to see it's the same city, but it's such a different environment when you go and you do stuff like that. When you go, I mean, when you're going to guaranteed rate one day and then you go to Wrigley the next day, just, I mean, not only the, the atmosphere, the venue, but the fans too, it is, it is so different and so great to see that kind of stuff. So I imagine, you know, the stories that you have, the people that you met in there too, it's uh, it was quite an experience. Yeah, I mean, especially with Chicago, you know, because Cubs fans, so Cubs fans, depending on when you go, right? Like now they're kind of a little bit more down. But, you know, if you were going to Wrigley Field in, you know, 2017 or whatever, they're just like, yeah, our team's the best team ever, whatever. They're very talkative. They're always very talkative. But if you went before 2016, it was like, yeah, you know, we suck, whatever, da, 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 you know, and, and it's just a whole, like, you get a sense of like who these guys are and you find that in a place like Chicago or a place like Boston, a place like New York. And, I mean, I found it in St. Louis too. I mean, some of the fans in St. Louis were, uh, people say that Cardinals fans are the best in baseball. I, I kind of go back and forth with that one, but honestly, I think St. Louis fans were like to a T very nice to me when I was there. Well, that's good to hear. That, that is uh, that is very good to hear. <laughs> the the, the uh, book Moon Baseball Road Trips it uh, it goes on sale May fourth. Are there can people pre order it right now? Yeah, you can get it right now. Go to Amazon. Go to Google. Go to anywhere you can find books online. You can pre order it right there. And you can follow him on Twitter at Timothy Malcolm. As uh, as I imagine, as people will get this book, they will uh, be able to interact with you and talk to you about all of the uh, all of the things that you have to say about their hometowns or uh, any baseball road trips that they're planning. I can tell you this: I'm planning on going to uh, to Kansas City for the first time. I've never been to a game at Kaufman. I, I am looking. That's forward. a great park. I I am going to a uh, I'm going at least once to Coors Field this year. Uh, and I've never been there before either. And I, I'm going to try to throw in 
either I think Minnesota and maybe Comerica in there too. Those yeah, are, okay. I'm looking as I'm trying to see where the Cardinals are going this year. I mean, you mentioned the 2020, I was dead set on going to Toronto last year for the Cardinals blue Jays series in 2020. And then, you know, everything got wiped out. So yeah. that's one that uh, that's one that I got to put back on the, uh, on the bucket list, but this book will cover all of those. And it's uh, one that I am looking forward to reading and planning my trips around all summer. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping to go to LA and San Diego in June. I'm going to do like that three ballpark in five day kind of thing. So again, I'll have the book with me at all times because as much as like I can fill in my head with research, this book's got it all. That's awesome. Timothy, thank you so much. I, uh, again, best of luck to the book. I look forward to reading it and, uh, and interacting with you about it as well. You got it, Joe. Thanks. That's Timothy Malcolm. I cannot wait to read that book that he has coming out. It's Moon Baseball Road Trips coming out next week as it'll be available, as you heard him say, wherever books are sold, find it online and get it as I'll, uh, I'll be taking, I think, I think this year, as, as I mentioned, I'm going to go to Chorus for the first time. I think I'm going to go to Kauffman Stadium for the first time. I think I'm going to be going to Target Field for the first time and I don't know if I'm going to throw any others in there, but of course, White Sox, Cubs, I'm going to throw those in there too. I've already been to those, but I'm going to do it again. But lots of uh, lots of ball games to uh, to go to this summer that I will be taking some Munganass road trips to. That's right, the title sponsor here of Weekend Joe, Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota. Probably going to rent a car for a couple of those trips from Munganass Alton Toyota. But if uh, you know one of the two cars that I already have that I've bought from Munganass Alton Toyota. Well, if anything were to happen to any of those cars, I would take it to Collinsville Auto Body, another sponsor here on Weekend Joe. 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. It's Collinsville Auto Body. They have been a sponsor of my shows I, for, I mean, we're talking 12 years, 12 years now. I, I feel like they, yeah, they've been a part of things I've been doing here in St. Louis Radio and cannot thank them enough. I've known the family even longer than that. I, we're talking uh, close to 20 years. I've known the family that owns Collinsville Auto Body. So it's good people that do great work at Collinsville Auto Body, 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. We take a break and we come back. Hey, WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett starting a podcast with Conrad Thompson and cannot wait to talk to him about it. We will do so coming up next right here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. It's ClavesOnline.com. Maybe you've been thinking about doing some home improvements. Well, the timing has never been better to do those projects. Let's drop your rate and get you the cash you need to make those improvements today. TheHomeLoanExpert.com. The Home Loan Expert LLC, NMLS number 1326241. Welcome back into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura here on ClavesOnline.com. Excited to have this man on the show right now, starting his new podcast next week at ad-free shows. It's called My World with Jeff Jarrett. He is the Hall of Famer, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. How are you doing, Jeff? Good, man. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for giving me a, a few minutes to talk about my world and maybe a little bit of all things wrestling. So uh, excited to talk about it. Yep. We launch next Tuesday. Uh, anywhere you uh, listen to podcasts, ad freeze is early and ad free, but uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, subscribe, and uh, we're going to get things going next Tuesday. 
It's a uh, it's another one of our uh, a friend of the show, Conrad Thompson, another podcast that he is adding to his. It's a stable at this point. Uh, let's see, <laughs> talking wrestling, wrestling speak. It, it really is. So when when did Conrad approach you about doing this podcast? Oh gosh, Joe! Um, literally the first time that we worked or met each other, he sort of threw it out there. Obviously, Bruce Pritchard and myself go back thirty something years. Uh, and so that's how we met. And, and Bruce came to work for me in, in 2017. But uh, as sort of things took off and, you know, I, I, I've literally had zero interest uh, in doing a podcast. But over the last, I'll say, 12 months uh, and Conrad being persistent, he's right at the top of the, to, to the list of, of being so persistent. You're right. I think uh, seven is more than a stable. That, that may be a faction. That may, that may be NWO when they started adding members in the early days. But but anyhow, that's too much wrestling talk. But um, no, he stayed on me. And, and, you know, and I've said this several times, you know, in the world we live in with on-demand entertainment, Netflix, Hulu, and I mean, even YouTube. And, and, and just we live in a world that we consume things on demand. And then, you know, you're a sports fan, Joe, and you can relate to this. Last year when, you know, when, when the pandemic shut everything down and everybody in a lot of ways were locked up, um, I watched The Last Dance, uh, Michael Jordan. And when I saw that compelling, I'm a basketball junkie. I, I love basketball and obviously Michael Jordan and the domination in the 90s. But when I watched that, that documentary and watched him, you know, with the laptop in hand and he's, you know, watching different bits and pieces and then commenting on it, it really struck a nerve with me how compelling it was and how emotional. And our business has always been emotion driven. So you know, with the persistence of Conrad and, 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 and pandemic and the on demand and the business model that has been developed, it, I just felt the time was right. You know, and when you look back, when I knew I was having you on, I was, I was thinking about your career and, and where and all the stories that you have to tell. And when you look at, and I mean, wrestling fans know you, you worked for WWF, you worked for WCW, you worked for TNA. And I'm trying to think of a guy, no pun intended, that had a bigger impact with all three of those companies than you did throughout your life. And knowing that backstory, the amount of stories, the amount of things that you have seen and done, this is, I mean, this is going to be, you know, take your pick each and every week about what, what topic you guys want to talk about. Well, and, and you know, in our text exchange today, my, 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 my business, I mean, my business, my schedule has been slammed, but you know, during this PR uh, tour of, of launching my world, I've had different people come up with sort of what you're saying, but you know, I had completely forgot, and you know, in, in the late eighties, I, I tag team with Mil Mascaris in, in, in WCCW. And uh, I was being interviewed by a Lucha publication. They brought that up. And then um, I was doing the PR tour down in Australia and someone brought up that pay-per-view. I, you know, you don't forget about them, but they do slip your mind. And me and Sting fought each other in New Zealand in 04 or 03, something like that. So little bitty stories that, 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 that may seem, oh yeah, that happened. But you know, maybe the story behind the story and look, you know, Conrad, his style and delivery and cadence, he, he's going to pull it out of me. So Everybody knows the WWE stories and the WCW and the TNA, which I'm really, you know, nobody knows the stories through my eyes and pulling the curtain back, so to speak. But there's also those little hidden gems around the world that, you know, the Bullet Club in New Japan. There's all kinds. I'm really excited about diving into it. 
And not to mention that your dad and the, you know, you have been, you really have been part of wrestling since you were born. So, I mean, anybody <laughs> that has ever stepped into a ring has crossed paths with Jeff Jarrett. 1946 is when my grandmother uh, took a second job. Uh, my grandfather came back from the war, but didn't exactly come home uh, to his house. Uh, so she was a single mom of two raising two kids and she got a job selling wrestling tickets. So since 1946, my family has quote unquote earned a paycheck out of the industry. So dating back to, you know, early the 50s, 60s, those kind of stories that obviously I wasn't around, uh, Joe, I'm not that old, but, uh, but no, but hearing the stories back then, and then obviously 60s and 70s when my dad broke in and, and then, you know, early 80s in the territories when every territory in the country was really red hot and, you know, Hogan, Savage, all the folks that came through the, the uh, Memphis territory, if you will, just I'm really excited because there are so many stories behind the stories that that um, I would have never dreamed candidly that there would have been an appetite for this. But as you see Conrad's business model and, and look, Cumulus, um, you know, that, them and I heart are the biggest media conglomerates in the country uh, as far as radio distribution. And, and they've got a business model around it. So, uh, man, the timing was right. And I'm excited about it. I'm interested, you know, we, we talked about all that. Who would you consider as your greatest opponent in your career? Oh, gosh, Joe. Now you see that uh, I, I should have gave you a heads up. It, it's so hard to name one. But I look back on my career, and early in my career, I had some hardcore battles before we called it hardcore with the Moondogs. Uh, early in my career, Jerry Lawler. I love that. And then, obviously, Sean and Scott Hall. Shawn Michaels, that, that era, and then you move into the WCW, and I got to wrestle the who's who from Flair to, to Hogan to, I mean, you name it, uh, Goldberg, all that. And then, you know, the TNA years, a young AJ Styles, a seasoned AJ Styles, Kurt Angle, uh, I, at that stage of my career, I never dreamed I'd be having those kind of matches. But Kurt, you know, he pushed me as, as, as much as I've ever been pushed. So when I just sort of think of the iterations, it's really hard to name one. You know, Jeff, I know, as you mentioned, you have a you have a really packed schedule as you uh, as you've just been running the past few days on this. So we, we talked about this and you and I first met. Well, uh, I think I want to say it was the New Orleans WrestleMania when I want to say that was the year you went into the Hall of Fame. Right. But that is when. Yes, correct. That is yeah. when we met. I was. Yes, <laughs> when it was we were doing the text exchange the other day. I thought we met through Joe. But you're right. Well, that was it was through it was through Animal. It was backstage at the uh, House of Blues because Animal was there. Uh, he kind of kicked it off as the first guy, and I was there with him. So that's where you and I met the first time. And you talk about all these guys that you've gone up and down the road with, and you know I, I did that podcast with Animal for for three years, and I'm trying to think back. Did you ever work a program with the Road Warriors? No, the my, my so, so, sort of my. Um, Look, and uh, Joe and, and Hawk, man, we had a lot of good times. They, they came in at WWF, you know, during that 90s run. Um, I, I've, you know, I've known both of them. Uh, God, it's, it's still hard for me to wrap my head around Joe uh, passing. But, but, but um, I guess my favorite Road Warriors story is before I was a promoter and before I was a wrestler, I, I was a huge fan and still a huge fan to this day. But the young road warriors came through Memphis. And I, you know, back in those days, it's called getting smartened up to the business. And, and look, I'm the promoter's kid. And I wasn't, you know, you, you knew things were up and guys come by the house and, 
they're riding together, but you know, you're still trying to piece it together because they just, as you can imagine, the business was completely different back then. But Lawler, you know, when he pulled down the strap and beat the hell out of the guy and, and dropped a fist and hit, hit them with the pile driver, it was over. I mean, it, it was game, set, match. It's over. Well, along come the Road Warriors and uh, Lawler gives them the pile driver and Hulk jumps up. I, I can just vividly remember going, oh, I, it, it, it was a true, uh, it was a Road Warrior pop, but Jeff Jarrett gave it to him. It was really cool. And that was, uh, I was going to say, who was the, uh, that was when Lawler was tagging with, um, oh, I'm. Uh, probably, pro- probably Idol or, or I'm not sure. Who, I mean, it was a host, of, you know, whoever was coming through at that time. I'm not sure who's, it was irrelevant to me. It was Lawler and Hulk and, and, and just how he popped up. But yeah. What a yeah. road warrior story. I, I remember hearing that uh, that story well. So uh, when you guys kick it off, I know Conrad loves to have everything planned out ahead of time. What are some of the first few topics you guys have planned? And that was something that we sort of did a, a deal that, and I said this because, look, I've produced hundreds, if not thousands of guys, and I've been produced myself, and I've never been a fan uh, of, look, as a talent, you always got to give input. You've got to make it your own. You got to have a collaborative effort. But at the end of the day, in this format, I said, Conrad, you're running the show because what I think may be interesting, you know, uh, might not be interesting to the audience, specifically your audience and that we're collaborating here. So out of the gate, he says, we're telling the last night in 1999, my match with China. That's episode one. And, and, and you know, a, a few things happened behind the curtain that night as well with me and Vince and the payoff and, and all that. So that, that's episode one, and I believe we're, we have uh, been sent emails uh, flurrying around uh, yesterday and today. I think episode two is going to be uh, the last Nitro. So, you know, Conrad's going right into it. And, man, that, that last Nitro, being backstage and seeing Bruce and, and, and other folks and, and, and Duncan, uh, WWE production guy, but just seeing how all that went down, there's some really surreal – and I've never talked about in depth either one of these uh, events. So – I think those are the first two, but uh, Conrad's in charge of topics. Well, Jeff, I really appreciate you jumping on, helping us, uh, or allowing us to help you promote it. Just to, yeah, you know, I just was going to say, you, and, you helping um, me, Joe. <laughs> very much looking forward to uh, to hearing some of those uh, first few stories that you have coming up on ad-free shows, the My World podcast that launches next week. Jeff, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Joe, one last thing, if there's, because my socials are real easy, I'm going to get those in since I I am on the PR tour, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's at Real Jeff Jarrett. And we just launched a website uh, simultaneously as we're launching this podcast and it's uh, realjeffjarrett.com. So uh, can you spell that for me? Uh, That's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T, right? (laughs) Thanks, Joe. I appreciate your time, man. Take care. Thank you very much. That is the WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett joining us here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClabesOnline.com. Hey, we're also sponsored by the Inskip Law Firm. Check them out online at InskipLaw.com and also sponsored by Glory Pro Wrestling. Their next show at the South Broadway Athletic Club is coming up on May 22nd. It's another Saturday night show there at the South Broadway Athletic Club. As the the restrictions allow more and more people there, they will allow more and more uh, ticket sales for the event. But I do know all the front row seats are sold out for this awesome card that they have. They're going to try it again. They're going to try Jake something and A.J. Gray once again 
for the Crown of Glory Championship as AJ Gray was hurt in April and was unable to compete at the Battle on Broadway. Also, Impact star Josh Alexander, the walking weapon, he will be in action coming up on the uh, at the show. And this will uh, be a really, really good one as Hakeem Zane, who is the Midwest Territory Champion, also a star from Impact Wrestling. He will be in action in a four-way battle. Cody Lane, Myron Reed, Jake Lander. It's a, it's a jam-packed card. And on top of that, they, they even threw in some, uh, some other new performers that, that we haven't seen in the last year that stole the show in the, uh, in the April show. So it will definitely be one to watch coming up. It's Wild Ambition on May 22nd. Go to gloryprowrestling.com for those tickets and find out how you can get a seat on May 22nd at the South Broadway Athletic Club for Glory Pro Wrestling. Hey, we take a break. When we come back, Andy Hanselman and I will rejoin you for some crack slippers and a little Fan Page Club Championship talk preview of what's to come Sunday as I am the advocate for both Andy and Brett Hinnon, and I'll be that down there at, uh, at Gateway to see them off or maybe drive around. I don't know what I'm allowed to do. We'll, we'll figure that all out, and we'll talk about it coming up next right here on Weekend Joe. Driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota. It's ClaybsOnline.com. You're listening to Weekend Joe now on ClaybsOnline.com, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, also sponsored by the Collinsville Auto Body. Collinsville Auto Body, 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. Sponsor of, uh, well, my many shows on many different platforms for about 10 years now. Collinsville Auto Body, they'll work with most insurance providers to get you back on the road fast. That's 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville, Collinsville Auto Body. Final segment here of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClavesOnline.com. I'm Joe Roderick. He's Andy Hanselman. Hopefully you enjoyed the interviews that we just did with Timothy Malcolm and the WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett. Uh, talking stories of his new podcast, which is coming out next week. It is called My World with Jeff Jarrett. It is part of Conrad Thompson's uh, just a bevy of wrestling podcasts that he has. Just another one that he's doing. We'll we'll get Conrad on here in a couple weeks. I, I actually I meant to have him on last week, and his schedule just didn't work out. But we will uh, we will get him. Conrad's still doing a show with, uh, what's his face? With who? He's doing like seven of them. Oh, is he? Uh, oh, I can't think of the guy. The original one. The original podcast he was doing. Bruce Pritchard. So Bruce he's, Pritchard. Uh, Bruce is so deep in with WWE and doing so much stuff right now. Like, I mean, he's back to being kind of the right-hand man of Vince uh, McMahon. Oh, well, that's awesome. So he is, they are still doing a podcast. I don't think they have been able to do one every single week. Like they, uh, like they had been brother love. Yeah. So that is uh so they're still doing it. It's still a thing. It's just not a regular thing that, uh, that they have been doing. Hey, Munganass St. Louis Acura sponsor here. Find them online at stlouisacura.com. Also, hey, Munganass Alton Toyota, any road trips you're planning this summer, uh, such as the multiple Munganass road trips that, uh, that I have planned coming up. Uh, but hey, if you're going on a road trip, you don't want to take your car, 
give Jamie Burkhardt a call at Munganass Alton Toyota. Go online to altontoyota.com. That's altontoyota.com or give them a call at 618-208-2400, 618-208-2400, and tell Jamie that, hey, tell him you're looking for a rental car. You want to rent a car to take out of town. Tell him you heard about it on Claves Online. Hey, when you buy a new car from Munganass Alton Toyota or Munganass St. Louis Acura, and you mentioned ClavesOnline.com, you're getting Claves tickets to a Cardinal game. That's right. You're getting the Claves seats to a Cardinal game. Andy, I sat in those seats on Sunday, and it's, oh, my God, foul balls everywhere. They're Foul right balls next to, everywhere. They're right next to John Mazalak. I I did not see Mo. I did not. I cannot. I cannot confirm or deny that they are near Mo. I think Mo sits in the suites. Okay. Yeah, I think he sits up there to avoid uh, to avoid the Cardinal Cowboy giving him trade uh, possibilities. Ah, smart move on Mo's part. Yes. Uh, but Andy, you're, 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 it's good seats. Buy a car from Mungadass. Find out how good those seats are to yourself. And Andy, I, I, I understand the DeWitts want 42,000 people back at Bush Stadium. I get it. I know financially it makes sense. But Andy, I'm telling you, I loved going to the game with the 14,000 people in the stands. Oh, I'm sure it was a breezing it in and out and everything was just real easy. <laughs> oh, there's just nobody sitting around you. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Joe, how are the woos? I did not hear any woos, and it was a cardinal victory. Yeah. I did not hear any of the woos. The woos are appear uh pretty much on weeknight games. Yeah, I did not uh yeah, I did not uh I, I did not uh, hear any okay, woos. Well, so I was good. very happy good, with good. that. Hey Andy, this uh before we get into crack slippers, this Sunday fan page club championship. Yes. Oh, uh, I believe was Doug calling it the Walrus Open. Walrus person invitational. Okay. Is that I due to it, the size I, of some of the competitors in it? Well, I, I, I would have to imagine I'm going to be one of the larger competitors. Uh, so yes, I believe that is the uh, what that's in reference to. Okay. Is Doug going to be out there? No, Doug will not be there. Doug has made it clear he'll, that KMOV will not be covering the event either. Well, I didn't ask about KMOV. I just wanted to know if Doug was going to be out there. I think, I think Doug has lady journalism. That's... Uh, I don't know about that. It makes it better when Doug shows up to places. Right. So I don't know if I'm allowed to go drive around or whatever. I will be there and I will be there at the start of it. Cause I am the advocate for both you and Brett Hinnon. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will, are. I will be there. I will be there to show my support. I don't know what I will be allowed to do that day, but I, I, I will be there at the start of the uh, golfing. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, that is uh, that is my promise to you guys. I'm looking very forward to it. I, I need an, I need an advocate. I need uh, someone to uh, to scream at people uh, and to uh, really intimidate them. Uh, a la uh, Paul Heyman. Uh, do you think I can announce both of you guys from the first tee box? Uh, probably. Are they having somebody announce people? From I don't the know. Tee box. I don't know. However, surrounding us around the tee times, you'll have Cletus and Gee. Uh, right before me. Okay. And then I've someone, uh, there's another uh, featured group right behind me as well. Is that J Boyd in one of those? Might be. Might be. Okay. Yeah. We'll have a good time. We will, uh, we'll, we'll have a good time. Yeah, just, and uh, tell, uh, tell Sean that you're with Claves or with me. And uh, I'm sure that you will be, uh, be 
well taken care of. I'll, I will. I will definitely drop Claves's name before I drop your name and yeah. uh, see how far. I'm, into I'm, the, I'm uh, well liked at their gateway. Okay. I, I just I you know well, most well of the time I just I mean for the past year whenever I go anywhere I just drop Claves's name immediately and I see what it can get me. So and does it and has it worked out well for you? Sixty percent of the time it, it works. Ninety percent of the time. Yeah. So yeah. Pretty good, Brian Fantano. Thank you. It, so we'll you know, we'll see how it goes at uh, at Gateway on uh, Sunday. Yeah. Andy, if you uh, if you will, it's time to do some crack slippers. Some stories just aren't meant to hit the mainstream news, Joe. We picked those stories up here on Weekend Joe. These are the crack slippers with Joe Roderick on Claims Online. Andy, I love a good power ranking of oh, uh, of NBA players. Yeah, and Dr. J. Julius Irving the other day gave his first and second team all time. Oh. I want to guess, Joe. Okay. First team all time, Michael Jordan. No, Michael Jordan is on his second team. Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain is on Dr. J's first team, yes. Uh, Harry Gallatin. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't know if Dr. J knows who that is. Oh, he probably does. You he think so? I would imagine so. He goes the uh, big O, Oscar Robertson. Ah, uh, good one. This is his first team, right? Yeah, the first team. The logo, Jerry West. Ah. Uh. Elgin Baylor. Okay. Bill Russell. Strong. And Wilt Chamberlain. Okay. Second team. Is this, is this, are these more modern players? Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. LeBron. Larry Bird. Okay. Magic, Magic Johnson. Yeah. Carl Malone, Spud Webb. No, no, no. Um, I, I'm sure if he had a third team, Spud Webb would have been on there. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Wow. Where do you put James Worthy in there? James no Worthy. James Worthy on here. James no, Le- no, no LeBron James. James. A key component of those '80s Lakers teams. No LeBron James on his first or second team. Boy, that's controversial. Joe. Citing LeBron. Only wanting to play with super teams. Ooh. Right. Ooh. But, I mean, so, yes, LeBron made a conscious decision yeah. to play with super teams. But Jordan and Pippen and – and um, Rodman. And, all, and, all, and Rodman and uh, their uh, – those are all super teams. Those were – I mean, but those were GMs that put players around Michael Jordan. And, uh, I mean, Luke Longley's not a Hall of Famer. I mean, uh, you know, no, Scotty Pippen's one of the – Scotty Pippen's one of the greatest players of all time, and the Bulls traded for him the night he was drafted. So, and, and I mean, in all reality, I mean, he was a Bull his – you know, from, from the first day he was in the NBA. So, and Dennis Rodman, I mean, was a loose cannon that they were able to bring in and calm down and won three championships with him. So, you know, he, he wasn't going and – he wasn't going and joining all these other top free agents and just picking a random city to go to my point is that luke longley filled the role well that's and that's well. fine and but yeah but yeah dr j no love for lebron james also oh. hey june 6th andy june 6th at hard rock stadium floyd mayweather back in the ring against logan paul how long is that one going to last joe 48 I, seconds. No, because Floyd Mayweather is just going to dance around the whole time, not get hit, and collect a check. Let's read. It, boxing oh. becomes such a joke. 
Yeah, at least, at least on that level, the the welterweight stuff that they show on like Showtime and Boxing After Dark, that stuff's cool. But this heavyweight crap that they're putting out there now—it's celebrity. This isn't even heavyweight. I mean, this isn't. No, this is a celebrity boxing match. That's what yep. this is. You have a guy, you have Floyd Mayweather, who won't face any of the new guys coming up in the world of boxing and just dances around and can't read. And, uh, you know, just, uh, and then you have Logan Paul, who's just a YouTube star, which I don't know the difference between him and his brother, but they just have these random boxing matches and, uh, and they make, you know, they make millions of dollars off of it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Good for them for figuring out how to make the money, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. That's uh, whatever. Uh, that's what I will not be watching. So, yeah. hmm. uh, Andy, that'll do it for us. You have a uh, great time at, uh, you're going where, Cape? I am going down to Cape. I am going down to play uh, Dalhousie on Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it was a trip put together by Jennings. Jennings is moving to Sullivan. This right. Weekend. And so uh, Jennings will not be able to attend with us. Oh, no. Yeah. So uh, we uh, so we know Jennings, but we have we have eggs and a, and a fantastic uh, crew going down to play uh, 36 holes of golf down at Dalhousie, which I'm looking very forward to. Awesome. All right, Andy, we will. Uh, I'll see you on Sunday at the Fan Page Club Championship for everyone else. Hope you enjoyed the interviews that we had on today's show, as this has been another episode of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Alton Toyota, right here on ClabesOnline.com. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. St. Louis Acura is celebrating 35 years with Acura, so we're giving you some unprecedented offers, like the all-new 2022 Acura MDX. Get 1.9% financing for up to 60 months and 1,000 in loyalty and conquest offers, or get 0% financing on the redesigned 2021 TLX for up to 60 months and $2,500 in loyalty conquest offers. St. Louis Acura, committed to becoming better than ever for you.